Today is ours. Let's live it. And love is strong. Let's give it. A song can help. Let's sing it. And peace is dear. Let's bring it. The past is gone. Don't rue it. Our work is here. Let's do it. The world is wrong. Let's right it. The battle is hard. Let's fight it. The road is rough. Let's clear it. The future fast. Don't fear it. Is faith asleep? Let's wake it. Because today is ours. Hey, beautiful people. So I know this is a weekly podcast, which means once a week, but I'm overzealous and super excited because it is our debut week. So I decided to go ahead and early post another episode. So in this episode, I am talking beauty and fashion with Lafayette native Ashley Bro. Ashley is the owner of a luxury skincare and cosmetic line called Verite Beauty, which is spelled V as in Victor, E-R-I-T-E, beauty.com, which also features the Creole Collection foundation sticks and mineral powders, which... We will talk about in the episode. And she is a Louisiana board certified professional makeup artist and esthetician. So let's get into this. What's up, Ashley? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm very excited to get to know you on this level and hopefully get to work with you one day and get my face. I don't know. Do you say beat? Like, I know some people are offended by that. I don't get offended because that's kind of how this whole whole makeup industry really kind of started. Of it being such a you know a thing mm-hmm. of getting glammed up and dolled up and getting your face to me. So I think uh, I you know I'm open to whatever people call it. Okay, so that needs to happen. I gotta get my face beat one of these <laughs> days. But all the things that like are going on, and I have to say, and I, I was. Before we started recording, I was telling Ashley that I really got to step my game up and go into stuff in Lafayette because I'm born and raised and love Lafayette. And I've worked with people in Lafayette. I'm constantly driving back and forth from Lafayette. But I somehow still have not worked with you directly, which makes no sense. But how are things and how are things going with everything that you have in Lafayette right now? Things are going well. I'm actually, um, you know, I try to constantly move and change and be open to adapting to a new climate of the beauty industry. Because, of course, you know, beauty kind of goes with fashion, and fashion is an ever-changing structure. Yeah. (laughs) You kind of have to keep up with trends and colors and looks and stuff. So I'm in a business of constant um, evolution, I guess you could say. Yeah. So I... Um, you know, like fall is coming up, and we actually had a, a little bit of cool weather this morning. I, I noticed. Excited. I know. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what is going yes. on? I'm like, should I get a jacket or should I just. Right. Just- it's that <laughs> weird time in Louisiana. It's like we don't really have seasons, but the temperatures kind of no. change. Yeah. Right. So is it hard to keep up with all of that? Like, 
are you on do you read magazines or are you online do you follow certain makeup artists who are also working in the industry like how do you keep up with all of the change i actually like to pay attention more to fashion okay Um, because what you see in fashion usually is reflected in makeup um so some of it goes hand in hand Mm -hmm. so i i know when the whole shredded clothing look uh, via the Kanye West collection. <laughs> oh, jeez, yes. Um, I noticed people were doing more, like, severe. They were open to, you know, like, gray-toned lipsticks and blues and all of that. So that kind of went with that whole, I don't know what you would call that, kind of deconstructed look. Um, yeah. And now I find, like, in the fall and winter, people, you know, they're coming out with the textures, the furs, so they want really lush, colors and mattes so i think you know like springtime everybody wants to be glossy and shiny and pretty and Uh and once we get into the winter months that's when the matte colors the jewel tones and the deeper colors come out so i get excited just trying to keep up (laughs) do you ever have a client that asks for something whether it's like out of season or it just doesn't even fit with maybe their face shape or it doesn't fit with their outfit. Like, do you have to just kind of let them down easy or do you just kind of work with what they want and figure it out? Like, how do you, like, have you even had to deal with that? Cause some people, <laughs> a lot of people, they'll see a trend on Instagram that's meant for editorial or high fashion. And it really doesn't translate to, a wedding mm-hmm. <laughs> or everyday life. So sometimes I try to find a happy medium. Of course, I'm all about my clients, so I want them to be completely satisfied. But I also want to um, educate them and let them know that some stuff that you're looking at is highly filtered or meant for editorial or just as art, not as everyday makeup look. Right. So I find like a happy medium. Right. But if they can, then I do my best to but um, for the most part, they trust me, um, especially my, you know, my day one clients. They're like, ooh, let's try this. And I'll be like, okay, girl, we could try this. But how about we put our little spin on it? Right. Um, so I just find a, a medium between pleasing my client and knowing what will and won't look good with their face shape or features. So, yeah. Uh, we usually meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. I can imagine some of the things people ask for. Like, uh, Yeah, right now. Well, nobody's asking for this, but I'm seeing a very interesting take on eyebrows. Like I was eyebrows. about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, what do you think? A, like, you, you're going to try it? <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I, I don't think in my skill set, but I can't never, I'll never say never. <laughs> never say never, because you never know. You never, you never know. know. Uh, so yeah, I interrupt this regularly scheduled programming to please beg you, do not squiggle marker your eyebrows. And even if it's not a marker, it looks like one. So stop. Okay, back to our programming. So how did you get into doing makeup? I mean, have you always loved it since you were little or is it something you picked up along the way? And like, how did you decide that you wanted to do it professionally? Because to do it for fun, like, hey, girl, let me do your makeup is completely different from being a professional and like knowing your craft, you know? Yeah, it is. 
um, how I started when I was younger, um, my mom would always do her makeup, you know, every day, and she would get ready for balls, and, you know, my mom was, I guess she was a socialite as well, <laughs> she, so I used to sit and watch her, but mm. at the time, like, when I was becoming, you know, like, after puberty into my teens, I was, you know, on the heavier side, and so I didn't. I had a like inner girly girl in me, but I didn't have the clothes that fit to match. Mm-hmm. Back then, you know, the plus size clothing industry was honestly for a grandmother. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, I guess I got to be a tomboy since the only clothes that fit me are the, the men's clothes. So I was a tomboy and I played sports. So it was like, okay, well, this makes sense. But then when I would get home, I would play my mom's makeup and her jewelry and her her lace things and her heels and all of that stuff. So I was like a, I guess a closeted girly girl. Uh huh. <laughs> and, uh, but my best friend, she, you know, I would always do her makeup for stuff. And then my friends that were getting married started referring me to people like, Oh, I know a girl that could do your makeup for your wedding or whatever. Just for, and I would be like, Okay, just bring your foundation. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh-huh. And I never thought it could actually be a career until one day, um, I was, you know, praying to God for a change. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what I wanted. I just knew I needed to change. And um, then, you know, I stayed prayerful and I fasted. And then it became like, this is something, that, this is a seed that had been planted for a long, long time that I just never really even thought twice because it was something I always did. Yeah. And then as we, social media um, started, you know, pushing forward and people were more visible and people wanted their makeup done because of the visibility it became like I just I kind of grew with it yeah and I started having people requesting me and my friend I want to just do this like make it a a right like okay yeah you think people gonna pay me she's like girl if you don't (laughs) right if you don't know your worth (laughs) put a value on this this skill so that's kind of how I started, and then I um, reached out to a guy who was having a, well, a designer, was, he had moved here from New Orleans, and he was having a show, and he was like, um, yeah, I sent him some work that I was doing, you know, just some stuff I did, and he loved it, and so he was like, okay, well, just send me a copy of your license, and I'll be sure to um, include you, and, you know, we'll get started, and I was like, what do you need, like, my driver's license? <laughs> he was like, uh, no, girl, I need your license your makeup license or your cosmetology license and I was like oh um let me call you back uh-huh. and that's when I realized like I need to you know be legit I uh-huh. need to be you know get my get my stuff together and so that no turned into me becoming uh, a professional makeup artist wow so was that a difficult process like was school what you thought it was gonna be like was it pretty much what you knew already or what did you take out of it? Well, the makeup, I, I, Louisiana had what they call the makeup permit. So I went to a 40-hour makeup class. And it was mostly about sanitation and basic skills. Uh-huh. It wasn't very a modern take on makeup as it is looked at today. But I love the fact that I got a basic knowledge and the groundwork. Mm-hmm. Because I think now makeup is so prevalent. People are just... You know, like just jumping in there. They watch YouTube and like, oh, okay, well, I can be makeup artist, you know. But I appreciate the fact that I was trained by someone 
who was trained by like the old school method of makeup, where there it was more theatrical and it was more um, technical. Mm-hmm. And I really am grateful that I went that route at the beginning because it really taught me the technicality of a makeup application. It's about facial features. It's about learning. It's just me to, to know what type of foundation to use, what type of contouring and all of that stuff. So I, I, I'm very grateful that I went the old school method first <laughs> before yeah. I started branching into my, um, to the more artistic side because that foundation, I think, has really carried my career over to now I'm on my fifth year of being a makeup artist. Go ahead. That's so awesome. Congratulations. And I saw that you were part of Acadiana Fashion Week as well. And how was that? I mean, this is the first year. How was it? It was fun and nerve-wracking. Really? (laughs) Because I've done fashion shows before, but it was just like I've done one one one-day fashion show where, you know, you do the model and then that's it. Um, But this had a lot of designers. It was spread out over the week and... Um, this is my first time kind of taking a um, sponsorship role because I sponsored my uh, brand, Verite Beauty, sponsored the backstage makeup. So we got that whole thing organized. And I, <laughs> I learned a lot of hard lessons that week, but at the end, we got it all done. And um, I'm so grateful that they uh, chose me for that. And hopefully looking forward to next year. That is pretty amazing. It's an amazing experience. I actually appreciate being part of the first year. Yeah. So what would you say is like the worst mistake that a woman can make when doing her own makeup? Because, I mean, we've all seen the makeup fails. I try not to be one myself. But yeah, yeah. What, what, what have you seen is like absolute no, girl. Just no, don't do that. <laughs> don't. I think the people tend to forget how important it is to match your foundation. Mm-hmm. Everything can be fixed or tweaked or, you know, or even taken away, but um, foundation is very important because that baby basically sets the stage for the rest. Like you're painting your canvas. Canvas has to be one to match your skin tone and definitely blend it. Um, so, and I'm a skin girl. I, I'm an esthetician. I love skin, so I love your skin to be as natural as possible or as <laughs> realistic yes. as possible. Yes, <laughs> as so, close as possible. Uh, I'm a firm believer in getting a, good, a, a perfect color match on your, on your skin tone for your foundation. Um, and that's actually what inspired my makeup line because it is a foundation line. Um, so I really am, if I could encourage everybody to just, you know, dig deep <laughs> and make sure you found your perfect match. Um, it's like once you have your color, you're going to be wearing it forever. Like once you see, oh yeah, this is it, you're going to be buying it in bulk or you're going to make sure that you're going to stick with it because once you find your perfect match, then you'll definitely, um, you'll see the difference and it, it'll set the, set the tone for the rest of your makeup application. So even if you put on mascara and lip gloss, if your foundation is, is you know, set, then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. I'm a foundation girl. Oh, great advice. Because good God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. We got to talk about this makeup line because 
I mean, first of all, explain the name, Verite. I think it is like a beautiful name. And then what inspired you to do the makeup line? Why? I mean, how did you even create your products? Like, just, I'm very curious. How, how did that work for you? Okay. Well, it kind of started with um, my clients. Um, I knew I wanted to put something out there when I um, first started doing makeup uh, professionally. And I knew I wanted to do something that women would actually wear and use and not just collect in their, you know, because we tend to buy makeup and then it just sits there for years. Right. Um, so I wanted to have something that women will actually need and want and um, use and be a good product. So I started, you know, just asking my clients, what do they have trouble with? And it was always matching their foundation because most of my clients are women of color. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times brands, even though they're doing a little bit better now, um, brands didn't have a wide variety of colors once it got into the deeper skin tones or even to the yellow waist tones um, that women of color have. Yes. We're not all three colors right you know, have like three brown red orange i don't know like yeah yeah and so and i find women of color where we also have neutral undertones it's mm-hmm. not just warm or cool we sometimes have neutral depending on the, the season mm-hmm. and depending on where so i wanted to really create something that was for for my clients and it's it's geared to women of color, and it's for them to have, especially in Louisiana, because, you know, we're a mixture of all kinds of ethnicities. And right. Kinds of <laughs> so it's sometimes hard to find those colors. And so that led me to create what I call the Creole Collection. Um, uh-huh. And it's a, it's a line of foundation sticks. And I use foundation sticks because, of course, my clients are busy working women that don't have time to spend an hour in the mirror. So it's a foundation stick that you just, you know, put on, blend it out, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And it was pop. You can use it as a highlighter. You can use it as contour. It's very adaptable to whatever your needs are. But um, it's colors that I chose for my women of color that have a hard time finding their particular shade so um that's really what inspired the collection well nice i mean it's definitely like um difficult i think especially in the south because sometimes i want to be dolled up to the nines and then so i remember that it's hot as um you would notice that she really tries so many different styles um right and now so she's rocking the short I'm cut just which like, is like okay i'm, I'm learning how to highlight like you said like her pick the right foundation and her eyes. Tone, but right i asked her you know she tries so many things and she and has not, this like, confidence melt, about her you know has she always felt day. this way has she always had that confidence um and where did that but i get that i think that's really creative for you know what you're doing i mean was was it hard and i know i don't i, I don't know which is what i'm asking but i know sometimes as black women when we work in industries that it almost feels like you're invited into like hair and makeup right. and fashion you know do you ever have those experiences where you have a client who's not a woman of color and they give you a vibe of hmm maybe i should have a white person do my makeup like have you ever had that experience or I mean how, how do you handle 
those those vibes if if that's happened to you before it actually hasn't because honestly when i first got my training it was from a caucasian woman yeah and uh, a woman from louisiana and she was she was adamant about it's not about color it's not about ethnicity it's about color Mm -hmm. so she she initially trained me. That's why I really appreciate her training, especially now because um, I can look at it. I don't, I, look, I don't look at a woman's ethnicity when I do her makeup. Like, mm-hmm. I look at her skin tone. I look at the skin texture. Like, so it's the same approach um, for me. So usually you have to, like, wait and see. Because some, I can see the nervousness in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, I hope she doesn't make me look like a drag queen or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I just kind of take a subtle approach, um, and then they, they, you know, they like it. Yeah. So I just, I tend not, to, I try not to, and I used to get really sensitive when I first started doing makeup, like, oh God, she doesn't like it. Or Aww. they want me to change something. I'm like, oh God, I'm failing at this. I but it, it was, you have to consider everyone has their own personal style, their own personal, what makes them feel beautiful. And so... You have to, like, some people, like, I would love a girl with big, beautiful almond eyes, and she's like, oh, my God, I've had these big eyes for forever. I've shrink them, and I'm like, are you sure? Because, like, I want to accent them, accentuate them. Right. And so, I have to, you have to really ask the person and get to know what they actually like about themselves, and that's what you accentuate. Not what you think is beautiful in them, but what they feel most beautiful in. So, I don't think it's a ethnicity or racial thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's about connection. And um, that's really what I try to, to, to look past and to just get connected with the woman sitting in the chair at the time. Um, so, that's... But I've actually had women who, because I'm fair-skinned, they think I only do fair-skinned makeup, and that is <laughs> completely opposite. Interesting. I love, I love my chocolate women. I love my best friends. As a deeper complexion, and she was my gift because I started. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's kind of the, the fun part about makeup as well. Like, you never know who's going to take your chair. Right. Yeah. And I've had women growing up that, you know, they 
confident. Like, I don't want to always have to wear a long sleeve shirt to hide my big arms or, you know, not wear skirts or this or that. Right. And so after I read her book and then just started realizing that, you know, I'm not too bad. Not at <laughs> all. Um, and then I started discovering cute clothes. They started making cute clothes. <laughs> so once all of that kind of came about when I was, you know, in my 20s, I just started letting letting myself just be myself. And um, that's really how that came about. And I was always into fashion. Uh-huh. When I was a tomboy, I still read Cosmopolitan and Essence and, you know, Ebony and all that. So I still liked clothes. Mm-hmm. And so now that the, the industry caught up with, you know, the plus size fashion movement, it became like, ooh, yes, okay. The designers started opening up their their sizes to bigger sizes. And um, I, I don't know, I just started, I was always into this and then I just started appreciating that they were doing that. <laughs> right. And taking full advantage, because I see them cute little outfits you got on, so. <laughs> yes, do you think, so is that next? Are you going to jump into fashion and design? No, I've tried, um, I have some designer friends, and they put me in front of the camera before, and I'm just not that girl. Like, I'd rather be behind the scenes doing makeup and uh-huh. open, fixing clothes and all that, right. so it's just. sentence completion for you okay okay i wish i knew blank when i was blank and it could be anything okay let's see i wish i knew kevin oakland when he was younger Ooh, do tell yeah. he's my makeup idol as he is for most people and um when i realized that he i mean he became major like he became the first superstar makeup artist like mm-hmm. people never really knew makeup artists until him and weren't really like you know the industry knew makeup artists of course but he made it a a thing like oh he was out in the camera you know he would get interviewed and people actually cared what he thought and he was so sought after uh-huh. and when i like i didn't know he was from Lafayette until like I think when his book came out. Or Wait when, a I minute! No way! And yeah, because I, he was you know I was younger at the time, but I didn't he, know that. No, I didn't know that. You didn't know he was from no. Lafayette. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's from Lafayette. His we gotta meet him. <laughs> and I believe he went to Lafayette High, um, which is the high school I went to, and my um, lady that did my hair at the time was Wendy. She actually went to um, hair school with him because at the time he didn't know what he wanted to do. He would love makeup, but he didn't, you know, you had to do the whole entire cosmetology mm-hmm. school thing to become a makeup artist. And before he went to New York, he was uh, a makeup artist. I mean, he did hair and makeup out here. And so when I saw that somebody from little old Lafayette, Louisiana, right. made it to that, that even after his death, his 
his legacy, everything is still, you know, solid with his name and his brand. And that's just something I aspire to. So, like, long after I'm gone, you still have a legacy that's left behind. And that's really why he inspires me. Um, so I wish that's I would have cool. met him or him uh, back then if I, and just pick his brain. I know he has a, they have a documentary coming out real soon about him. I think this month, actually. No way. Yeah. That, okay. Uh, that That's pretty dope. So how is yeah. it like what's what's next for you whether it's locally or just like what are your what do you want to happen next what do you want to see happen next Okay Well I'm recently well right now I'm in I went back to school and I'm in massage therapy school so Oh look at um, you Yeah working on a certification for that and I have a a 5 year plan of hopefully let me just stop saying hopefully Yes. God's will. Yes. Um, because I've really gotten into not just makeup, but the skincare side of it. And I think that's something that's lacking in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the education and information. And so I really want to reach out to young girls um, and let them know that, yeah, makeup is fun, but you have to take care of your skin right. under right. makeup. And the daily thing that you have to create. To, to make sure that your skin is at its optimal health. Because we know, you know, black don't crack, but right. we don't have to always cover it up. We, you know, we still have to take care of it and, uh, you know, work at its longevity because, you know, our skin ages a lot slower, but we don't want to speed that up by not taking care of it. Right. And so we want to get more into skincare and uh, and that, that aspect of wellness. And then... Through skincare, I also started, you know, being interested in massage therapy because I think that's another untapped resource for our community because, yeah. you know, the pressures of society and everything going on, we get stressed out and that plays out in our skin and also in our, our muscles and tension. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like the massage therapy is something that is a very easy thing you can, it's very accessible without having to go to a doctor or this or that that'll help with stress and sometimes a lot of underlying conditions we have that could be solved and you know cured with massage therapy right. um so i like that hopefully includes a mixture of all of those things right i like that it's like looking at the whole person and inner yes. beauty outer beauty your health like your your well-being overall because that definitely exactly. does show through even through your makeup like you know that that piece of wellness, um, right? You know, when you when you feel that you look beautiful, you you feel good. So if you if you look good, you feel good. Right. Sometimes if you feel good, you start looking good too. <laughs> right. It, it goes, really does. Yeah. It's like a glow from within. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, what would be like your mantra? Is there something that you say to yourself daily or? Some some form of um, you know self motivation that you use. Um, I've been saying this for like a couple of years now, um, but basically it's be yourself, love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that sometimes I have to actually physically write down and put in front of me. Yeah. But those things are like um, pillars that I use to just get me through things. Um, whether it's happy times, bad times. If you be yourself and love yourself, 
you know, God will guide you the rest of the way. So that's really my, my personal mantra. So I like that, you know, keeping it simple, be yourself and love yourself. And I think it's really interesting that, you know, as women, especially young, young women, people just want to tell us what to do, like all the time, you know, wear your hair like this because guys are like this and that's how you keep a man or don't be too successful because you might push him away and he might be threatened by your success and it's all these little things that people tell us where I'm just like, what? Who came up with these rules? And why are you listening to them? Why do you follow them? I read this really interesting article in BuzzFeed and it's basically like, you know, what do you tell people who tell you that you don't need makeup? So you don't need to wear that makeup. And I remind people that one, the way that I want to appear isn't really for you all the time. A lot of times it's for myself. I want to dress a certain way or look a certain way in order to make myself feel a certain way. You know, you get up every morning to do you. All right, beautiful people. Well, that is episode two. Surprise episode two. Again, thank you so much to everyone who is subscribing, following us on Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, just being so supportive, sharing it with your friends, posting it on your Facebook pages. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you have anybody that you would love to have on the show, please let them know about it. Email me, sayitwithyourbreast at gmail.com. Look me up on Instagram at sayitwithyourbreast. Yeah, I just want this to go everywhere. So thank you and make sure you keep listening. Bye.